we're back. And it's back. Door come. Hit the high point. Let's go. What's good, fam? It's Micah. It's Brad. Live from my bedroom and Brad's studio in the MWBK Studios. It's backdoor cover. It's How us. How you feeling, buddy? What's up, brother? How you doing? We are back. Uh, you know, just another day in quarantine hell. <laughs> okay. Good for you, buddy. I would say paradise, but it's further, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, I did kill it on the Peloton today, though. So that oh, felt yeah? really good. Bad yeah, boys at Pelly. Record. Yeah, hashtag bad boys at Pelly. Please join. I am team follow back. Well, you got like twelve and, followers now. We're up to twenty-two. Ooh, that's dick. pretty good. Yeah, feel pretty good about it. Pelly squad. Bad boys at Pelly rocking. I hit a new PR today, so that's just in case you're falling at home. That's a thirty-minute PR. Yesterday was a ten-minute PR and a five-minute PR, in addition to a forty-five-minute ride. So your boy is going hard. It feels great. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's what everyone who doesn't have a Peloton says. Okay, dude, whatever, loser. Pretty cool. Uh, we're here to talk sports. We don't have any more Last Dance to talk about, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad has yet to watch the uh, Lance Armstrong documentary or the first part of that, but I'm sure hopefully you know you can get caught up on that at some point this week and we can watch uh, part two on Sunday night. How many we'll parts are they going to be? Next week. Just two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, enjoyable. Um and uh, I would highly encourage you to, to catch it this week when it's on. Get caught up. Um, before we get to some headlines, we're, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the match. We're going to talk about the NBA returning because that's the most interesting thing in sports to me at the moment. And uh, we'll run through some, some headlines. Although, hilariously, even though uh, The Last Dance isn't even on TV anymore, or, well, it is on TV all the time. It was on basically all day yesterday. <laughs> uh, right. The top story on ESPN.com, it's Jordan. It says, MJ in 2011, no dream team for me if Isaiah's picked. Oh. Which we already all knew, uh, which is just hilarious. This is old audio uh, coming, old audio that was Jack McCallum, the longtime writer for Sports Illustrated, NBA writer, uh, wrote a book that we've talked a little bit about when we talked the last dance called Dream Team. Uh, which is a good read. I would encourage you to check it out. He has just released a new podcast called The Dream Team Tapes, and he has audio. He kept all of his interviews. He talked to all 12 members of the Dream Team. That's cool. And he kept kept the audio tapes of all of them on a, from a Radio Shack recorder, including the interview with Jordan, where Jordan straight up says, I w- would not have played if Isaiah was on the team. So all of the all of the uh, sort of mafia gossip that we had in that uh, that first episode where he he's talking to Rod Thorne. He's like, "Is that guy playing?" And he was like, "If that if you're asking about that guy, that guy's not playing." Like, it was clear they were talking about Isaiah. He didn't want Isaiah on the team, and that's that's where it, it is. It kind of so. sums up the Last Dance, doesn't it? Like, there are just little pieces of it that are clearly positioned to in favor of whatever Jordan's narrative was yes. wanting to yeah, be it's because a good he's point. the producer. This is a perfect example of of the issues that. You know, the small issues that The Last Dance had. Um, because Jordan exactly, you know, was the essentially was the executive producer on that thing. You know, it's it it's not a true documentary of of the events that happened uh, without bias. Because there is some bias there. You know, 
If, if it was a journalistic documentary, someone would have challenged them or pulled out the tape or pulled out the quote from the book that was published four years ago, five mm. years ago. Um, but that didn't happen. But whatever. It's just funny that that's still the top story on ESPN.com today. Uh, the other top stories, Damian Lillard says that he will not play if there's no chance for the Blazers to make the playoffs in the event that we go to the uh, NBA returns essentially in what they don't want to, the league doesn't want to call a bubble, but would be sort of a bubble at Disney World in Florida. Uh, we'll talk about that extensively. Uh, John Kitna, you remember him? His son is a quarterback. He's going to play for Florida. That's the big, that's the third biggest story in sports at the moment. Hmm. Miami Dolphins owner says the NFL season will definitely happen. Then the fifth story, fifth biggest story in sports, FC Cincy coach thought wrong photo was a prank. Do you know what those words mean, Brad? No. Tell me. Do you know? Uh, I clicked on the link. I still don't really understand. <laughs> I think that FC Cincinnati, I guess that's the Cincinnati uh, soccer team mm -hmm. in the MLS, um, he was a former Manchester United player, was hired last week as the manager, but the team used a photo of someone else to welcome him to the team. And then deleted the tweet. So that's great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's the fifth biggest story in sports. Some social media manager of FC Cincinnati, uh, something none of us knew anything about, posted the wrong photo of their new manager. Not not good. It's not as bad as Jim Zorn showing up at his Redskins uh, head coaching presser saying right. we're going to root for the, the maroon and black. That's one of the all-time... That's that's that to me is the the worst one, that the Herm Edwards holding up the jersey a few years ago. You remember that press conference? Vaguely, and he had like the you know the jerseys now are like very small and tight, and mm -hmm. they're sort of that stretchy material. And like Herm is holding up, he's like, "What is this? This is like a little kid's jersey?" And they're like, "No, coach, that's that's what the jerseys look like." He's like, "What? I don't understand. That's crazy." And then also in that press conference, someone said, uh, "You know." Hi, Coach. Uh, Jim Jim Smith here from Devils Illustrated. And he was like, Devils? Well, I got Jesus on my side. I don't know why you're talking about the Devils. And he's like, Coach, you coach the Sun Devils. That's like, well, oh, <laughs> anyway, I, I thought that was funny. But this is, this is almost that bad. Jim Zorn saying we're going to root for the maroon and black when those are not the colors of the Washington Redskins. Uh, burgundy and gold are not even close to maroon and black. It's just, it's, anyway, uh, so we got that. And the other story, Russell Wilson, Megan Rapino, and Sue Bird will host a remote ESPYs. Hmm. So if you want to find a way for the ESPYs to actually mean less, here, this is it. Where are they going to host it remotely from? Does that mean like each house. of them are going to be from their own homes? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right. The ESPYs are the dumbest thing every year you'd think Russell they could start figuring out how to have like so cringe you i mean if they're going to be having league play coming into uh, a reality like you can't just test the hosts and have them all be in one venue at least you know just saying i mean i guess but if you can't like if you can't have an uh, you know a building full of five thousand people with a red carpet like what's the point of having an award show anyway yeah, I guess if you're having three hosts, though, it's going to be difficult or more difficult. 
if you're doing it on like a Zoom. I mean, you can tape video. record the whole thing. It's you know you don't have to do anything. I guess live. that's a good it's point. It's not just live. The ESPYS yeah. is the dumbest thing in sports. So it, it there's no way I could possibly care about this less. You think they're just filming there, it right now so that they have a, a produced product that they'll do? It's not going to be live. Yeah, they might as well. I huh. mean, there's just no way I could. There's there's nothing that you could you could do in the ESPYS that would cost me uh, cause me to watch it. Okay. I just don't think that's possible. And Excellent. this uh, this is now a 100% chance I will be missing. Uh, all right. Well, do you want to talk about the match or you want to talk NBA? Let's start with the match and then let's go into the main main topic of the day, the NBA schedule. Let's talk about the match. Uh, if you didn't watch Sunday, Tiger Woods partnered with uh, Peyton. Peyton Manning to defeat uh, Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson by a stroke. This was on TNT and TBS across all the Turner platforms, actually. Charles Barkley was a commentator. Justin Thomas was a commentator. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't, since it was raining, they just sort of sat in a booth that was socially distanced. And we didn't actually have Charles on the course, which I think would have been fun, walking the course with those guys. Definitely. Um, it was. This was really fun. There were some audio issues. The weather was fucking terrible. It was miserable. Uh, yeah, just absolutely miserable. No one would actually play in this. Like, you would not play in these conditions. And you certainly, they wouldn't play an actual tournament in, in these conditions. Yeah, they would. But I don't, I, I, I've heard people say, like, As long as there's like they, not, like, lightning, they're going to play through it. The tour would not have played this. They would have just delayed it. Is that right? Found a way to play, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Because, I, I mean, I, I guess you'd have a lot more guys on the course, too. When you just have four, you might as well go ahead, but... um with spectators and everything else. So the weather sucked, and because of that, there were some, like, technical issues. Some of the microphones don't work, and, you know, there there were limited cameras because of COVID and everything else. That being said, I found this to be wildly entertaining, and uh, I loved it. I what, too. what was your takeaway? Well, so first of all, the, the audio part of it, they all had to wear, like, the little boxes on their belts with the... the microphones attached to their shirts that would annoy me if i'm swinging a golf club like that seems like it would be bothersome and like even on tom brady's like when he holds out like you can see the thing swinging from his hip because it comes loose from his belt uh through his follow-through it's like that would be tough that would be kind of annoying i would imagine that it, uh, if it was like pga players they wouldn't be willing to wear one of those things because of that um but yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought there was some really good uh, commentary. I liked Phil Mickelson's like short game lessons throughout the deal. I thought there was just like some interesting insights. I thought like the jabs that people were making at Brady because he was spraying it all over the course to start the, the round was good and fun. And um, yeah, the whole thing was really, really awesome. I thought I thought it was super I entertaining. Loved, I love Phil basically working as a caddy for Tom Brady. <laughs> it was interesting, though. It's like getting a lesson really from, from Phil. To, to hear him talk about how these putts were going to break and what's going to happen. And, like, and it wasn't I just, just putts. That was it, was really like cool. short, it was like short game, like the the chipping and like where you want it to land and how you want it to do this and what makes the ball flop versus go low. Like There's a lot of cool stuff in there that you wouldn't get from a, a any... Obviously, you wouldn't get from a normal broadcast, but maybe that because this is such a small setting like even in the future if they've got them all mic'd up where you can hear them talking and stuff that would be really cool i like that aspect of it yeah um i was impressed by brady who was fucking terrible the first seven holes yeah and then you know hold out from i don't know how far that was 150 yards out whatever that that shot was they spun yeah. back that was amazing like 
Brady his swing was looked terrible. pretty good, though. He was terrible, but his swing looked pretty good. It did, and then he came in, and like that was a big moment in the match. Like, in, and you could tell from about 15, 16, 17, 18, these dudes were really going at it. Once it got down to like one, they got the competitive juices started flowing. Yeah, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I uh, thought so and, too. You know, Brady. The other ahead. thing uh, for Brady, when you compare Brady versus um, Manning, it was clear like which one was retired and probably playing a lot of golf and which one was playing football and probably not playing a lot of golf. Like you could see like Peyton was like holding putts and doing like stuff that you have like more touch because of regular play. You could tell that there was a difference there. And I think that's why, because uh, yeah, Peyton's been retired and probably plays quite a bit of golf to fill his time. Yeah. Peyton was sneaky. Good. Yeah, he was. Um, One other thing. These dudes weren't that long. No. Like, part of me thought, like, hey, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, they're big dudes, too. I mean, you know, Brady, you know, Manning is like five, six, five, six, six. Brady's and, tall as hell, too. You know, pretty strong dudes. And you'd think, like, hey, there might be a few holes where they go out there and just bomb drives, like, past Phil or Tiger. Like, nope, never did that happen. That's because it's all technique-based. Like, the littlest guys, Justin Thomas is just ripping it as one of the longest drivers on the on the golf course, and he's, what, five foot ten, 145 pounds? It's yeah, purely it's technique. It is crazy. It's a wild sport. But you, I, I thought at least once you'd see those dudes just rip one. But, like, that's just not possible. Yeah. Uh-huh. And especially under, like, competition, like, you're trying to guide the ball into play. Like, you're not going to be, like, ripping it, like, as hard as you possibly can, which is the only time that their, big, their, like, big frame and strength would really come into play is if they just, like, cocked off on it. Um, the other thing I kind of liked was that for the, the alternate shot – they let everybody hit a drive, and then they played the best drive, which obviously was always going to be the best, the, the two pros. But, like, I liked that idea where everybody gets a shot. Because if they had to do alternating shot in a true sense where Brady's having to go off the tee and stuff, that could be immediate holds lost for one of the two teams. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's just so much better than the one last week because uh, these dudes had personality. Specific, you know, Peyton really carried this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I like well, it. Well, and Phil. Down, Phil was really good, too. It went down the last hole. It was enjoyable. Give me give me this every week. and like 20 I, I million watched, raised, too. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I also don't know. I mean, my guess is they were going to raise 20 million no matter what. Yeah. They had the check there. So, you know, whatever. The big still. check. But still, 20 million is something to sneeze at. That's a lot of meals and a lot of, lot of things for people. So, um all right, good stuff. Let's talk about the NBA. Yeah, well, real quick, right before we go on, the the next PGA Tour event is coming up uh, two weeks, June 8th through 14th. The Char- Charles Schwab Challenge will be the first uh, event when the PGA Tour returns. So that's so that uh, coming Worth up really soon. Yeah, it's in Fort Worth at the Colonial Club. So coming up. Ooh, Sorry, Charlie. The dog. The dog is in here barking. Charlie, she's pumped. Here. She's pumped about the NBA season. I bet. Oh, you you bet your ass she is. Come here, Charlie. Come here. Okay. Uh, okay, we're back. Had a little uh, Charlie-related uh, break. We had to hop on. The dog was going crazy. It just had to take care of some business. You know how this goes. Business time. Okay, and we're back. Let's talk some NBA hoops. The return of the NBA. Uh, Here's what we know. Now, let me start by saying, I know nothing. 
I am not an NBA reporter. I am not Woj. I'm not plugged in. I've talked to no sources. Uh, here's what I do know. I've listened to a lot of podcasts from people that are plugged in. Okay. So that counts as something. Brian Winhorst and his Hoops Collective uh, released an episode on Monday, and that's kind of what I'm going on, uh, as well as some other stuff. Basically, it seems very clear that uh, there were ideas tossed around that there would be two two different sites. There'd be a Vegas site. There'd be a, a Florida site. There were talks at one point about four sites, including a Houston site. None of that is the case now. It seems like they're down to one site and one site only, which would be, is it Disney World in Florida or Disneyland? I don't know the, dis- the Whichever. difference. I don't know either. Yeah, the one in Florida. Um, I think that's Disney World. But I also don't care. Irrelevant. Did you ever go to Disney? No. Did you? This is a thing. No. That seems like a place you would hate. I know. And the fiance always talks about how great it's going to be when we take our kids there. And I'm like, I I just don't know. Like, she's like, it's great. You'd love it. I'm like, I I don't think I would. I'm pretty sure you would not love it. You have no imagination. Yeah, I think I would dislike this greatly. And I don't, I don't see. We don't have children, but I don't think uh, I don't see a scenario in which our children would enjoy this either. If they're anything like me, well, you're an idiot. That's your first problem. Children like cartoons, but you personally are not going to like it. But you're going to have to put up with it because because you're going to be a family man one of these days. Well, whatever. The the thing that I would I would like to go to. Disney World and watch the NBA playoffs for two You haven't months. even I, watched Space Jam and that's a mashup of actual sports and Disneyland or Disney World. Like That's true. Where in what world are you going to go somewhere where there's no sports mashup and there's just cartoon characters? I can't envision well, it. Hopefully uh MWBK gets granted a media pass and we can go spend one of us or I can go spend two months. I don't you know, you've got to work. Uh, go spend two months at Disney World. I, I might just hoops. have to go if they if they extended a uh, press pass to MWBK. It, yeah, my career might be over. That. Might change the whole game. Um, anyway, that's probably that's unlikely to happen, so we, we won't <laughs> speculate on that. But that's that's where all the attention is now going to one site inside of Disney. Disney, of course, a partner with ABC and ESPN. Um, one of the the major partners that considering Disney owns all of them. Yeah. Right. And that's the, the people that give the most money to the league, uh, your TV partners and that ABC deal is, I don't know. I would assume it's the larger of, uh, the largest one they have. It's sort of like, you remember when the AAF was a thing Yes, and, uh, they ran out of money and some guy came in and gave him $250 million and said, I'm the commissioner now. Yeah, I, like I just love that. It's it, it, this is basically like is that what uh, Disney has done here? I, I think it's essentially what I'm they've your done. venue now. Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, or that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where she's like, I I can't do that, and and Joan Hill's like, Babe, you literally have my money taped to your tits. You're gonna do whatever I tell you to do. <laughs> and that that's how I feel. The NBA is here. Like, oh, you can go to Vegas. No, we're paying you more money than anyone else. You can bring it to the Walt Disney World. Thanks. Yeah, two sites, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. They could have an east well, and west coast and then meet somewhere. The, you know what? That's that's interesting. Um, but so that's kind of what we're, what we're sort of looking at at this point. Uh, there would be a quarantine phase either, uh, you know... 
there are basically everything is still on the table. There's talk of a World Cup like format where there would be, be like an elimination, group. right? No, it would be like a group stage format. So oh, okay, and then you you advance if you come out of your pool play or whatever. Right, right. But I would imagine they wouldn't have any of the top seeds in there. That would probably just be for the fourteen or whatever sixteen teams. So there's sixteen Perhaps. teams that would go straight to the playoffs, uh, and then there would be what fourteen additional. Well, the, the ringer is reporting. Teams. The ringer. Well, yeah, that's that's sort of where we are as we stand. Uh, the Ringer reports that late Friday, the league office sent a survey to all 30 general managers asking for their feedback on several different formats. One proposal is to replace the first round of the playoffs with a group stage in which the 20 teams with the best records would be placed into four different groups of five teams. Teams would play two games against each opponent in their own group, and the teams with the two best records would qualify for the second round of the playoffs. Damn, so that would that include the, the top seeds. Eight teams would advance, and then those teams would play seven-game series to determine the championship. That sounds risky, man. I wouldn't be very happy with anything other than I'm in the playoffs as a one seed if I was the one seed. Well, it's essentially the first round, but then you're putting 20 teams in instead of 16 under this scenario, Mm. um, which is interesting. It seems highly unlikely to me that the league is just going to pick up where it left off um, and let and finish the regular season. Most teams have played between 65 and are all the teams have played between 65 and 69 games. Okay. I just don't see a scenario where you're going to bring all 32 team or all 30 teams to Florida and have them play 12 games before the playoffs start. Like it just doesn't, that's just too much risk. That's too many people. That's too much to ask. I think you got to go basically straight to the playoffs or you could have some sort of scenario where each team plays five games or four games before the playoffs. And, so, and yeah, to these bring, are essentially scrimmages or something like, like, I just don't know exactly how you do it, but I think bringing all 30 teams and playing regular season games is totally unnecessary. So this article says to bring all 14 non-playoff teams to Orlando adds about 500 extra people for a few weeks, increasing the risk to the bubble. So that, I mean, 500 people is a significant number, especially in this whole scenario. So like, yeah, it's and like we're looking at teams like Golden State who have won like what ten games this year. Like, why would you even bother with with the the total out of the like the bottom feeders? They've won fifteen games. The only the only scenario is that if you're going to play all the games and you've got, I think Portland is like three games behind Memphis in the West, right? And you say like, hey, maybe we can kind of sneak. You know, if we play eleven, maybe we can we can change that three games, but. New Orleans and Sacramento I mean, are four games behind them. If you're, and, and Dame Lillard's already come out and said, like, I'm not interested in playing if if it if there's no reason to play. So like, if if they are three games behind and they say each team's going to play five games, like, is Dame Lillard really going to go and hope that his team goes five and zero oh and Memphis goes two and three, and you you make the playoffs that way? It just seems right. weird. Uh, the other options that have been floated by Silver to uh, other people would be that. Uh, Let's see. The league has made other proposals, including one that would have all 30 teams resume the regular season with 72 or 60 or 76 games, which would be, I guess that's like each team would play seven, eight, ten more games, basically. Okay. Um, sources of cons- that's and sources said that during the last few weeks, games will likely re- resume with playoffs. Uh, that's still undetermined. Here's some other proposals for going straight to the postseason. Okay, so utilize, and th- these are 
this is a leaked memo that the league office sent to uh, teams. So this is these are all on the table. Utilize a play play in tournaments for the eighth seed that involve bubble playoff teams, or play in tournaments for the seventh and eighth seed in each conference. Uh, this is something uh, the writer here writes. I support this concept for future seasons, but not now. I do like this idea generally. So this would be like you take the teams 7, 8, 9, and 10 and have them play uh, either a group stage or and then you know a two out of three series. Like hmm. 7 would play 10, 8 would play 9, and then you'd play uh, – maybe it's two out of three. Maybe you just go – maybe you just make a three-game three, three game tournament. So seven w- plays the interesting 10, thing to note here – and then two of those teams make the tournament. I don't know exactly how you do it, but in that instance, the West seven is Dallas, eight is Memphis, nine Portland, ten is tied between New Orleans and Sacramento. I'd just uh, be so pissed if I was Dallas. Me too. That's what I was thinking. And they're like eight games up on Memphis too. Like they're very clearly in the playoffs. Um, if you want to just do the eight teams, where you let's say you do eight, nine, ten, eleven, and you have a three-game tournament where. Eight faces eleven, nine plays ten, and then the winners make the playoffs. Yeah, okay, cool I that. can do that. I don't like taking seven and eight. Yeah, um, Brooklyn's the seven seed. Orlando's the eight seed out of the Eastern Conference. So, I don't know if Kevin Durant was to come back, that would be something. But it's sounding like he's not going to. The other option: advance directly to the playoffs based on the standings left on March twelfth. And then the other one that's interesting, which is gaining momentum and which I heard about on this podcast also, and this is apparently Adam Silver's preferred method, is that you advance the playoffs based on those standings, but without conferences. So you just rank the teams 1 through 16. That's interesting. And but then it's that, still got asterisks, if you ask me. Like, if it's not conference, uh, if it doesn't hold, like, conference integrity and it's not seven-game series, then there's you can put an asterisk next to the season. But I think that if you were to just cancel the rest of the regular season and just have your standard playoff seven-game series with the current seedings, I don't think that that is as much of an asterisk situation. Um, my hope is that they find a way to get some sort of extra action leading up to the actual playoffs. So, like, they find a way to do play-ins or they find a way to get, like, you know, like you said, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, or whatever involved in some capacity. But... I'm, the other, I'm curious to see how it plays the out. The other thing there is the reason for a lot of people have won 1 through 16 for a while now because the West has been so much stronger than the East for the last 20 years. Certainly. But the the counter is and that's just too much travel. Even for guys on private jets, it's it's too much. But if they're all in one location, then you don't have that. And so it gives you an opportunity to do the 1 through 16. It would be weird it, the way that it would currently work out now. You could have the Lakers and Clippers face each other in the finals instead of in the Western Conference finals, which yeah. would be weird. <laughs> would be real weird. Um, and you'd have a scenario where the Bucks would have to beat the Clippers and the Lakers, which they, under normal circumstances, they would not have to do. And yeah. the most interesting is you'd have... The Lakers would be the two seed, the Bucks the one seed, and the Nets are the 15 seed. And now you're saying, Kevin Durant, you've had 13 months off between your injury and this game. Can you step up to ruin LeBron's season? And now we're now we're getting interesting. In my now opinion. we're talking. Now we're talking 
because now if it's the the Nets or the seven seed versus who I don't know uh, versus uh, Toronto, Toronto, if the, if we stayed with the 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 regular the setup, setup, it's just not very interesting. I mean, I I think Kevin Durant probably thinks if I play, I, we can beat them, but I don't think he's if he's got though. a chance to really go at LeBron, like th- that's gonna feel like a final series. Yeah, that would be crazy. I don't think it's gonna happen, but that's that's where the intrigue lies. Uh, as well as the the most interesting, well, there's two other interesting ones: Clippers, Mavs in the first round, Heat and Thunder in the first round, and Celtics Sixers in the first round, which would be fucking ridiculous. Damn, that would just be rough on ev- for everybody. It needs to be just the standard conference alignment setup, I think. So that's I mean, kind of where we are, and and I I just don't see if if we're doing this, I just don't see how you send all of the teams there. I think that you send the 16 playoff teams. I don't think you worry about a play-in tournament and you have you have four four playoff teams on each or you have four like warm-up games. Have they identified the, the date that they're targeting? Uh not really, not at this point. Uh, I've heard late July. I suppose it would depend on what setup they do because that'll indicate how long they need to lead up to it. Right, and then the other thing is like if you if you start now, you the players would have to quarantine before you start practice, and then once they get to Orlando, they would have to quarantine at least for a certain period of time. The MLS is talking about they're going to play in Orlando too, and they were saying that the players would have to quarantine for seven days once they got to Orlando. So hmm. you maybe you just send everybody to Orlando now, let them get their quarantine, you run their sort of these, quote, training camps on site there. And so instead of making them quarantine before you have training camp and then quarantine once you get there. Uh, I don't know, man. It's really crazy. But I, if you if you send everybody to Orlando, you give them a three-week training camp or a two-week training I think you give them three weeks. And then you, you know, after they quarantine for a week, and then you play four uh, exhibition games where the one seed in the East plays the eight seed in the West and the two seed, you know, and so on. So you East-West games, so these teams went, you know, you won't see each other till the finals, mm. and then you just get it on. You play a regular see, a regular uh, playoffs. After the first round, half the teams are gone. So now you've gone. Your exposure goes from sixteen to eight, and maybe you play those games. I mean, I would be in favor of playing the first round, uh, best three out of five, and get it over as quickly as possible and get rid of those guys. Do you know how many but courts maybe, they're going to have in in Orlando? I think they got like a thousand, and they're okay, all so HD. they could play more than one game at a time. So like. I'm just curious for for broadcast purposes if they only had one court to play on, then obviously they'd have to. Stack no, no, they the got a million. Up. Apparently, there's like a, a million AAU tournaments and like the this facility it's is built suited for this, huh? Yes, and it's set up with cameras and 3D, you know, not 3D, the HD cameras and and production. So yeah, that's and like they've got a thousand soccer fields and all that stuff. So I guess they could be playing consecutive basketball games there. Interesting. Okay. Cool. So that's that's the scenario, and I I mean I'll just tell you, I'm into it. So, yes. Bring it on. However, this plays out, I want to see it. Yeah, and the it seems like better. momentum is playing. There 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 are some things about guys that don't want to you know that wouldn't play for whatever reason. Uh, like Lil I think it was Dame. Joe Joe Ingles. Apparently, his his wife has autoimmune disease. He has a, a newborn, so like he said, I'm just not comfortable in playing. Utah's in trouble. 
plus their two best players hate each other because one of them gave the other one the virus. Utah is just kind of a mess. They're kind of fucked. Um, you think? Do you think they really hate each other though? Apparently, there there's real heat between Gobert and and what's his name, um, uh, Mitchell. Spider Mitchell, yeah. But we'll see if they can get that fixed. Cocaine Quinn's got a chance to to get it all turned around. He's obviously got some autoimmune, or he's got some immunity defense issues as you would, well. You would think so, yeah, yeah. Hmm. They're the four seed. If Ingles that's doesn't pr- play, they're in big trouble. Yeah. But that's uh, that's the scenario we seem to be going to. Of course, things can change any minute now. Who knows what happens if one player tests positive? Obviously, they'd be testing him either daily or every other day. Mm-hmm. If one guy gets positive, is his whole team removed? Is I mean, I just don't know what happens. Yeah, I mean, obviously nobody's forfeiting. Um, you know what happens if one guy on one team gets five guys on the other team uh, positive? It, it's it, the whole thing is pretty wild. So. Uh, but we'll see. They're playing soccer in in uh, in Germany at the moment. Uh, you know what else we'll see? Let's go to the hotline. We haven't done this do in a while. 800-392-6344. I hear that we have some takes. Call our hotline, 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. we got a couple calls here. Brad, you want to queue them up? I'm working on it as we speak. One second here. Okay. Yeah, you can call, ask us a question, leave us a take. Do it. You ready? Yeah, here's here's our first one. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Floor Man of Um, something I've noticed lately, I was just gonna wonder if y'all have um, the Last Dance. Uh, this Michael Jordan guy was pretty good. Have y'all been that? <laughs> Let me know. Thanks. Well, love y'all a lot. Love you. A lot. We love more. you too, Floor Man Ben. He's uh, the greatest, didn't he? Yeah, Michael Jordan's good, man. It was, it was a pretty good documentary, too. I think we talked about it a little bit. One good, number two? Yeah, play, uh, play the next call. Okay, I'm kind of playing roulette here because there's a couple of them, and I think this is the one. Hey, Micah. Hey, Brad. It's Ruben calling from Arizona again. Just calling in, giving a little NASCAR update. We're back, boys. We're <laughs> fucking back. Watching the race live. Join some wings. Join some Crown Royal. What better way to enjoy this wonderful Sunday? Watching some cars going around circles and watching some wrecks. Fucking love it. We are fucking back. Who's not back is baseball. I got a little take. Fucking baseball. Get your shit together. Fucking owners. Come on. You know, it's not that hard. You just lose a little bit of cash this year. The baseball players, come on. Let's see what the fuck happens. But you know what? I'm excited for the last two episodes of The Last Dance tonight. Let's fucking go. All right, boys. Love the pod. See ya. Love you, Love too. It. That that uh, call was just a bit dated because it was the night of uh, The yeah, Last Yeah, we're a little dance. behind, but that's okay. You know, shouts. I think that's all we've got for the time being. Uh, two super callers from super callers. Shouts to everybody drinking uh, Crown and eating wings. That's a hell of a combo. Yeah, I love it. And watching NASCAR. And watching NASCAR. Baseball I didn't know NASCAR was back, to be honest. NASCAR's back? N- yeah, NASCAR's back. They've been racing like every day, basically. They just, all they do, <laughs> I'm serious. Like they had like three cup races in, in like a week. Like they're just I guess racing because they do night. race like every single week of the year, right? Well, yeah, and they, you know, they've missed 
they've got to make weeks, time, whatever during yeah, this, and they're just up. going. Yeah, like I'm, and I think I read something that Kurt or no, Kyle Bush is racing like literally every night because they I might you know, have to watch got, some of this. I'm going to tune have, in. They have you know three different series. They have the Cup Series, uh, which used to be called the Winston Cup, and then the Nokia Cup or whatever they called it. Uh, recently, the Monster Cup. But now it's just the Cup Series, and then they have what used to be the Bush Series, which is now known as the Xfinity Series. Okay. And then they have the trucks, and I don't know what the sponsorship is on that. But apparently, what happened Kyle to Bush, the kid that was uh, being racist? Uh, he, he just done. He showed up. I, I read something about him that he showed up somewhere else, not in NASCAR, but in another racing mm. thing. Um, but that Kyle Bush is running all of these races. Well, like in all three series, like nobody else is doing that. He's he's basically just running every night of the week. Ain't first, you ain't. If you ain't first, you last. Is what they ain't say. Ain't that I think. the truth? Yeah, he yeah. raced. Let's see. He raced Sunday. All right, he raced Thursday. He raced Sunday. He raced Monday. He racing. He's racing today. He's racing tomorrow. <laughs> That's a lot of time spent peeing in your race suit. No joke. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Good call, Ruben. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, thanks. So there you go, NASCAR. Uh, enjoy it. You got we're, anything we're else, big guy? Too. No, that's it. Call our hotline, 800-392-6344. Kyle Busch actually won yesterday, too. So Ooh. shouts to him. Uh, I, I've never liked him or his brother, but uh, that's a whole other story. Keep your biases off this podcast, Micah. You ready for me to play you out? Yeah, hit it. <laughs> Check out good Mind one, of Micah and call the hotline, 800-392-6344. You got anything else, Brad? That's it and that's all, baby. Until next time. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>